The FM Evolution podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. There's so much work you can do with your own team. The challenge is we are so busy doing the work. So I'm a big advocate of the whole idea of the morning huddle. On a Monday, on a Tuesday morning before work, 30 minutes, turn off your phones and and engage with your team to solve a problem, to deal with a issue or an issue, to to bring up a, a subject that maybe we wouldn't have talked about and get their insights. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? Sean Black at FM Evolution, and welcome back to another show. 2020 was one hell of a year, and we all had things that we had to learn and grow and shift. And the last thing that I did before COVID really turned into a mess is I attended a keynote speaker, and his name was David Avrin. And David is an inspiring speaker. He's an author, and uh, now he's a podcast host. I wanted to have him back on the show to talk about how we all shifted from 2020 to 21 and what kind of advice he has as we move into this year. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this. David has some great advice for us all. But before that, here's a word from our sponsor. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on-site 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready. And because they are a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326 or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. What's up, guys? Sean Black at FM Evolution, and welcome back to another show. So excited to have our next guest on. One of my favorites of all time, for real. For real. So excited to have uh, the next speaker on because, well, do you remember when you used to go see keynote speakers and they would speak in front of thousands of people and you'd be fired up and excited and uh, leave that building motivated to go out and just do amazing things. Well, one of the last speakers I had the pleasure to see before COVID changed the way we do things was David Averin. David Averin, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, friend. Nice to be back. Yeah, I vaguely remember the uh, the big audiences. But yeah, that's where we had met the first yes, time. Actually, I think we'd had a conversation even before that. We did. But uh, boy, the world has changed. And in some ways, it's changing back. But in many other ways, it's not. And not because we haven't figured out how to go back. It's that we figured out how to do things better and different and faster. And so I'm excited to to, uh, come back and and recap and rehash, but also look ahead at saying, what's different in the world? 
yeah, I'm excited to talk about it because there are so many things that have changed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for those who don't know who you are, David, tell us a little bit about, about you. Sure. Um, I'm, I, I'm a speaker, but I, I wouldn't say I'm a speaker because I think, you know, those of us who are, who have particular uh, subject matter expertise, we speak about that subject or we write about that subject. So I'm all about customer experience as a, as a meaningful differentiator in the marketplace. I don't talk about customer service. I think we, I think you get that or you don't, right? I think we've been talking about it for 40 years. We have learned so much in recent years, Sean, about customer experience and our perception of how easy it is to do business with the companies and the vendors and others that we deal with, that I've come to recognize that that is really the most meaningful differentiator in a marketplace where everybody's good, or at least good enough, right? It's how easy you are to work with um, plays a significant role. So my background was in, in marketing, and I spent... Uh, a decade or more speaking and writing books on on marketing and branding and differentiation. And I've made a shift in recent years because I've, I've come to recognize that what we say about ourselves, while important, is far less meaningful than what other people say about us. So how do we drive not only that loyalty, but also the comments and the social media posts and the endorsements and the advocacy and so that's what I do. I write books and I speak virtually and live in person. And I travel around the world beating that drum on, on providing a great customer experience. That's awesome, man. I, uh, I've been following you ever since. And I, I've seen the changes, the progress and the things that, you know, you've done over the last uh, year and a half, two years almost. Yeah. Uh, and it, that's why I had to have you on because there's so much going on. Um, uh, I did want to ask you because last time I asked you about what you're reading, I'd love to know what you're reading right now. You know what I'm reading? I actually read a book recently and I'm, and I'm actually revisiting it because it was, it was so life-changing for me. Um, and let me set it up real quickly is, is that I have, as everybody was pivoting, let's use the P word, um, it, depending on the industry, mine of course pivoted to, to online content distribution and broadcasting and podcasts and virtual presentations as well. But fortunately, a couple of years ago, I created this subscription model for um, a new service. People would come up to me all the time after a keynote and they're so, people are, Sean, they're so nice to me. I mean, I've got the greatest job in the world. How many people have a job where people clap for them at the, at the end of their day, right? But people would come up and they'd say, so how, how, do, we, how do we work together? How do I make sure that I don't lose momentum? Yeah. Um, we want to we keep that, that momentum going. So I created this, this program called the Customer Experience Advantage Morning Huddle. And it's a video series that literally after I get done speaking or people know about me every week, they get a video message from me and it's meant to spark a conversation. It's not a motivational minute. It's hard content to sort of spark that, that conversation. So back to your question, um, it, it's been a subscription model. And I got turned on to this book by a colleague called The Membership Economy. Mm. Um, and it is like literally changing my life of recognizing it's more than just a subscription. A membership is engagement and it's involvement and it's access and it's, and it's creating collaboration and community and people join and they stay because they're, they found their tribe and they're getting content delivery. So that's what I'm reading. Um, member, the membership economy, great book, pick it up. And, uh, and that's where I am right now. I'm going to add that, that I have not read yeah. that one. And, and I'm building that myself. Amazing. So that's what's exciting. It's like, I've taken that by Robbie Kellen Baxter and she's just created this great 
eye-opening experience for me. And I'm using that to convert my subscription model to a membership model. And, uh, and it's pretty exciting. That's outstanding. I'm reading Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. And I could listen right, to him read. Right, I could listen right. him read anything. Yeah, anything because he's, he's so got it right. Right, right. It's all right, so all good. Right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. It is. He's incredible. I thought he was really cool before, but he is. Uh, he's led an incredible life. Yeah, and is, that what the book is, is that what the book's about? Yeah, so it's kind of his memoir. It's really good. There's a lot of lessons. He talks real. Uh, just man, you can just listen to it for hours. <laughs> so you're doing, so you're doing the audio book. And I, that's yeah, what I do yeah. with, with all my books too, is, is I do the audio version as well. And so. You read uh, all of them too, right? Yourself. Read my own books? Yeah. No, I mean, you, you do the audio <laughs> yourself. <laughs> I, do, I, do the, I do the audio myself. I, I remember working with my publisher for the first time and he says, and here's who you go to, to uh, if you want to audition to read your own book. And I'm like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> It's like, no, no, nobody, I speak for a living. Nobody's going to read my book. And so um, that's, um, yeah, so it's, it's actually a really, uh, it's a really arduous process. Uh, if you ever got sick of you reading your own book, I've got a new book coming out and you literally have to read it over and over again to find every comma. You know, every yeah. time a book comes out, your friends are going to help you out by immediately. Well, they're going to find on page, it. On, on page 147, in the third paragraph, there's a, an errant dangling participle. And I'm like, thank you. English majors. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, I see that in 2020 that you not only survived, you thrived and you took on a bunch of projects. So I really wanted to kind of talk about those. And one of them I wanted to chat about is your virtual live. Yeah. Well, it's, it's this, you know, I mean, what's interesting is um, I came to the recognition very early on in the pandemic, and I know that this show will have some life beyond it. But I came to this recognition that my children have developed this really annoying habit of liking to eat on a regular basis. I mean, it's like, come on, give me a break. No, the reality is we have, we have to make a living. Yeah. And if the world is shifting and the world is shutting down, um, people were shifting to virtual presentations. I mean, look at I, you and I right now face to face for my parents, for my grandparents. This is magic. Yep. This is freaking magic for Sean. You and I, it's Monday. Yeah, right. It is and Monday. So the challenge was so many people in my industry, and whether any kind of, of online content delivery had been historically like webinars. And I had said no to webinars for a decade. Every time somebody it's like, I just I don't do webinars. And I don't know at what point the slides became the star of the show. And we're in these excruciating webinars with big slides and the speakers and tiny in the corner. And I thought, if I'm gonna pivot and be able to deliver my content virtually, um, I'm gonna and not because I'm I'm arrogant in any way. I'm just just don't want to starve. That I decided to redefine what that was. And so, what virtual live? It's it's just a, a live presentation done remotely, but in a way that's engaging. And so, there's two ends of the spectrum. People were doing webinars, which were excruciating. Zoom fatigue is a thing, right? Or they were trying to replicate a huge big stage thing on their webcam. And, and I had a colleague in Singapore, a good friend of mine, he says, you know, even when we're in a big conference, we're generally watching the speaker on the screen anyway. So I thought, what do we do with that space? So as you see, for those of you who are watching the video version of this, I decided to, I literally built my own studio. And, my, and what that means is I built a wall in my basement and, um, and bought a big flat screen TV at Walmart and, and decided to, so I don't have to think about anything and I can just worry about the content. And so I have clients all the time will say, 
we're getting ready a week before an event and they'll say, so, so send us your slides. And I say, no, I, I don't send my slides. And they said, no, but when you share your screen, I said, I don't share my screen. I just run it behind me so that you and I, myself and whatever audience I'm speaking to, we can just deal with the content. So I appreciate you for recognizing that, but it's, I've been beyond thrilled at how well it's been received. And I've been um, fortunately knock on wood and any other surface I can think of, uh, very fortunate to be busy during during this uh, really challenging time for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, sounds like you've done a lot. I mean, one of the things I noticed is not only did the virtual live project, but you now have your own podcast. Yeah, uh, well, just re experience a vintage podcast. My, my friend Sean um, inspired me in, yeah. in so many ways, not just from a, a hair perspective. Why? But you know what? I had a I had a podcast before, and that was one of the things I was I was interviewing my friends and colleagues and other speakers and authors and others as well. And I think I probably had ones of listeners, maybe tens of listeners. I would probably do a little bit better than that. But when things sort of shut down, I kind of refocused my time and energy to things that were revenue generating so that I could I could pay my staff and I could feed my family and everything else. And it was actually a, a good friend of mine, Jeffrey Hazlett from the C-Suite Network, who said, what happened to your podcast? And I said, well, I didn't see a direct connection. And he, and he really hammered me and encouraged me and said, you need to get back out there. Your podcasts are great, great conversations interview people you want to work with. Don't worry so much about structure and how many downloads. Just record great conversations and invite people to watch or listen in. And so I think it's something that you do well with yours. And I'm pretty excited. I've, I've done some great interviews and um, and we're just filling up the uh, the calendar right now. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, why it did. Well, for those of us who talk, you know, my poor wife, who's like, don't you have a project to do? Aren't you traveling soon? Go, go and go make me a bench or something, right? Just to, to get rid of us because I, listen, I've met yeah. me. Yeah. I know how hard it is. But uh, anyway, if you just it, look it up at, at the Customer Experience Advantage podcast, or you can go to my website at davidaver.com and click on podcast. I read a study that it was so um, impactful to me. I think it was by HubSpot that said that 80% of decisions are basically made on content now. That's a digital content, digital experience. And so yeah. for me, that was an eye opener. I know, I know it's that way, but you know, we've been doing the podcast for three years now, and 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 having the the conversations and just having a lot of fun with it. But yeah. as a keynote speaker, I mean, you had to adapt like super quick, right? Yeah, but but Sean, understand that the, the shift's been happening for some time. I mm -hmm. think in many ways, it, the pandemic sort of exacerbated and accelerated what has long been predicted. But, but we've been talking for some time that no matter what you do in a content delivery kind of a model, we're not selling speeches. We're selling wisdom and conversation and engagement. And that wisdom can be delivered across a variety of platforms. So it is podcasting and it's vlogs and it's blogging and it can be speeches. And now it's a lot of, of video content as well. And now even with Clubhouse and other, all these new yeah. apps and, and platforms, for conversation, you know, and so, and it's books. And so I've always got a, a book coming out. I got a brand new book coming out here, which is a great opportunity for me to plug my new book, which yes. is called the morning huddle, which is actually based on a video series that I do. You can look that up the morning huddle. Um, but the whole thing is about sparking conversations and look how, look how easy this is. Yeah. I think one of the things that we've learned as people are waiting for things to get back to normal, this works. I mean, my God, I have my groceries delivered. It is awesome. <laughs> it I, is awesome. I would never have even thought that my, my wife's, we got teens at home and she's like, 
we got to go grocery shopping. They're eating us out of house and home. And we plop down on the couch. We pull out the iPad and we're like, oh, God, get like 12 of those. Oh, God, get the chocolate one. Just hide that when it gets home, right? And next thing you know, I got $800 for the groceries on my front yeah. doorstep. And I saved three hours of shopping. Yep. Um, so I think in many ways, we're learning that that our lives are different. There's great new conveniences, right? If necessity is the mother of invention, we had a big need. And so there's all these wonderful new innovations. And so I think from a business perspective, I think we the other thing we've learned is that um, I think we're all very cognizant of what this time has meant for our businesses. For some, it's been very good. And home building has been terrific. And real estate has been terrific. But of course, in, in restaurant or retail or entertainment, it's been a real big challenge, right? But what I talk about is what this time has meant for your customers mm. and for your clients and how has their life changed. Our industries may be great, but if they've got you know, proximity issues, if they've come to recognize and appreciate the fact that they can order everything and do everything digitally on their app, we better darn well be adjusting our business model um, to prioritize what they prioritize, what we do. I mean, we're all consumers, right? Our biggest role in this economy for all of us is as consumers. And in business, we tend to boast the same things that we were boasting 10, 20 years ago. We talk about our quality and our commitment and our caring and our trust and our people and the things that everybody else says. And what the marketplace has demonstrated, even more so in this past year, is that they prioritize speed and flexibility and quick response and choices and convenience. We talk about our quality. We think still at the end of the day, it's about quality. It's not. Today, convenient is better than better. Faster is better than better. Now, I'm not talking about necessarily long-term construction projects or others as well, but still access. We have choices. We can work with anybody. Those who are remarkably easy to do business with, and they define what's easy, win. Yeah, they win. The world is different. No, I think that, and that actually reminds me of one of the posts that I read from you, which I thought was, it was really interesting. Um, and I don't know what you're saying. You said the, the, you basically posted that a lot of companies were still kind of stuck in 2020. You know, they're, they're, oh, COVID is affecting us so much. Oh. And what you were basically saying is, uh, you know, stop using it as an excuse. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Listen, we're all cognizant of the things that we can or cannot do, but come on. I mean, it's been a year. I mean, just from a communications perspective, if you don't know how to share your screen, if you're still doing this, or if you still have palm <laughs> trees behind you or the freaking golden gate bridge, my God, friends move on. But, but the other part that's killing me is when you call a company, and you'll get this. Now you get the message all the time. We're experiencing an unexpected, due to the effects of COVID-19, we're experiencing an unexpectedly high volume of calls. That's a lie. It yeah, a really? Lie. Are you? You know, exact, you know exactly when you're high volume of calls. Stop blaming COVID on that. Or you go to a restaurant. And, and, and listen, I'm such a curmudgeon. I, I recognize this. But can I get your ketchup? Oh, sorry, we're not, we're not offering that. Why? Because of COVID. Really? It's been a year, folks. Figure it out. And so those who are still using that as a crutch, or we have a limited menu because of COVID, or we can't do this because of COVID. Listen, we all know what you can or can't do. My daughter's graduating from college. I'm, I'll tell you honestly, pardon my language, I'm still pissed off. Um, we're going to have almost everybody vaccinated here by spring. They're doing their college graduation virtually. They made the decision early. There's thousands of schools who figured it out, and they're robbing these kids 
of the chance to do it. Would it be hard? Sure. You do it outside. Maybe you have extra ones. You can distance. It would be hard. You know what else is hard, Sean? College. College is hard. And so I do. I get off on a rant sometimes because from an experience perspective, our policies and procedures and behaviors are not to make life easier for us and our team. It's to make life great for our customers. And our customers have choices. And if you're difficult to do business with, if you have a frustrating process, if you have a maddening wait time, they will be gone because they can, because competitors are everywhere. And if you're difficult to do business with, they'll find someone else. Well, I'll tell you, here's the challenge. And here's the disconnect. And this is, this is why I make a living because I, this is what I talk about. We've created, for those of us in business, right? And I know that's your audience. We've created a path, right? There's so many things out of our control. So what we do is control. We can, right? We create this customer client journey, whatever you want to call it. Here's how they learn about us. Here's how they research. Here's how they contact us. Here's how they order or customize and buy and pay. And here's how we deal with installation, right? We create this whole journey and it works. And, And there's a sense of predictability. And if we can predict that path, we can strategic plan. We can we can budget, right? We can anticipate cash flow. It works. Here's the problem. Problem is your customers haven't read your employee manual. They just know how they want to do business. And we get so rigid. Here's how we do it. We got to open our eyes and realize that people have choices. How many businesses are optimized for speed? Speed of access, speed of answers, speed of, of visibility into our supply chain. We get so focused on controlling everything that we don't let our people be creative and accommodate. We do it this way. We are entering an age that will require an extraordinary level of accommodation. And we got to start saying yes to things that we haven't historically, or at least find an alternative, or even if we can't do something, right? Sometimes the answer is no, right? You have a vegan restaurant. Somebody wants a Buffalo burger. That's a hard no. But there's other times, even if we can't say, well, let me tell you what I can do. Right. We're forming creative partnerships with others who can we're not going to interrupt an entire, you know, massive manufacturing process for a one off. But there's certainly partners who can help us. So anyway, I go off on a rant, but but so many people still have the same business model they had 10 years ago, even five years ago. And we've all changed. You got to change as well. I love that. And that's exactly why I wanted to have you on. We're going to come up against a break real quick. So we're going to break right here and we'll be back with David Avrin. CGP Maintenance and Construction Services Incorporated is not just a general contractor. They build, service, and maintain facilities while self-performing for some of the largest brands in the nation. With over 33 years in business, they've got what it takes to be the partner you deserve in today's fast-paced facility management marketplace. Welcome back to FM Evolution. Man, I'm having so much fun as we're chatting with David Averin on the customer experience and all the shifts that have happened in 2020. Welcome back to the show, David. Thank you. Great to be here. Man, we've talked about so much, but there's still so much to cover. So I want to get to it. Yeah, jump in. I, I, you know, one of the things that we brought up real shortly, uh, a little bit ago, was the morning huddle. And I know that you're a true advocate for customer experience. We started talking about that, and I love the passion that you have for this. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about your new book and how this happened. Man. Sure. Well, it, it came from what I talked about, sort of my, my video initiative. And the reality is 
I, I think I'm always a big believer that the answers are in the room. And sometimes there, there's a way to crowdsource your own team. I mean, I love it when people come, will bring me in to work with their team and do strategic consulting or speaking. But there's so much work you can do with your own team. The challenge is we are so busy doing the work. So I'm a big advocate of the whole idea of the morning huddle on a Monday, on a Tuesday morning before work, 30 minutes, turn off your phones and, and engage with your team to solve a problem, to deal with a issue or an issue, to, um, to, to bring up a, a subject that maybe we wouldn't have talked about and get their insights. Now, a lot of people are reluctant to do it because it'll turn into a big complaint session or something else. So I'm a big believer in the structured morning huddle. So I have this program called the morning huddle. It's a customer experience managed. And it's, um, it's a done for you model. It's a video and there's a facilitator's guide. And the whole idea is that you click, bring your team together once a week, watch a seven minute video where I really challenge them on some aspect of how their customers are thinking. And then the idea is they talk. Does this, do you see this? Oh God, I, this happened three times last week, right? Or, oh, wow, I don't think that really, but I think here's how it would really apply to us and sparking conversation. I love being a catalyst for conversation. Um, and then hopefully they come up with some action item that they do it. And every week they get another, another message. Well, I also came to recognize that after a year of, of writing these scripts and, and, and challenging my clients and, and others as well as that I had a whole lot written. And so I, I went through it all and I modified it and I realized that they, it's turned into 40 plus essays, challenges. And so the book from the series, and it's not one isn't meant to bastardize the other, is once again to spark conversation. And so the book is called The Morning Huddle, and it's powerful conversations, powerful customer experience conversations to wake you up, shake you up, and win more business. And it's it's for leaders and anybody in business to sort of challenge, you know, I hadn't thought about it that way, or boy, that really could be a challenge, because we get so immersed in our own business. This is sort of taking time out, whether it's on your nightstand or whether it's in your office, to really think about the changing world of your customers. So I'm excited. So new book comes out on, on May 1st. If you're watching this after May 1st, the book is available. And, um, and it, I'm really proud of it. I think it, it sparks some great conversations. It's not always easy to, to think about. Uh, sometimes they're uncomfortable subjects, but, but the most important ones sometimes are. I love the idea of having somehow a way to start the huddle. You know, um, we do them here. And uh, I, by the way, I ordered a copy of your book. It's on its way. Outstanding. So I'm excited to get it because I I think it's great content. And I think it's great advice for companies. Having every head in the game, I think, is, is one of the most important things we can do. Well, I think, Um, I think our organizations are, are filled with, with super smart people. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they're a little bit siloed and they're working on their particular task and getting everybody together and saying, how do we feel about this? Or what happens when this happens? Or how are we going to handle encounters that that are like this? And, and they're all different subjects. And some of them, uh, some of them will make you smile and some of them will make you think. Um, but the whole idea is that each chapter is a different conversation starter uh, and uh, a different subject to ponder as a team. So an FM... We are traditionally we we're pretty broke apart. We have facility managers and all across yeah. the country, and now even more so as we have large facility management companies that had you know a hundred people in, in a building. Now they're everywhere. What advice would you have for leaders in FM who want to implement effective huddles right. that are so well, spread out? Well, Sean, here's one of the things that's happened during during COVID is we've recognized that Zoom meetings, when done well, work. 
Mm-hmm. And so there's there's a couple of things. Some teams are meeting in person. I've got a big financial institution in one of the states that has multiple offices. They meet as individual teams. We're actually in four languages. We've got teams in, in India. Um, we're in Spanish. Wow. We're in Mandarin Chinese. So it's pretty exciting. Some of the companies that have embraced this model. But a lot of other ones are during the pandemic, and especially when some other countries were in a full lockdown, they're just doing it virtually. Um, and what's nice is everybody's watching the same content. Mm. And and I had some really great clients um, who had subscribed, and they said they just trade off every meeting who leads the meeting. And so it gives other members of their team the opportunity to step up and have a great and lead the conversation. And of course, it's daunting for some to do things. Some of us are pretty comfortable speaking, but I create a little facilitator's guide. Here's some sample questions to ask the group. But excuse me, the idea is to spark conversation because I think the best ideas are in your own team because they're the ones who deal with it every day. And and it's not only addresses and helps to uncover potential challenging problems, um, but also just spur some innovation, some of the best ideas Mm. to, uh, to really transform your organization or create competitive advantage. And so whether you do it through my program or, or on your own, I'm a big believer in the morning huddle. I think that's, I think it's great. I think everyone should be doing it. I know um, for us, it works really well, but for teams that are not used to doing huddles and, and maybe they feel like, oh, this is so micromanaging at me, you know, like they don't be micromanaged. Right. But I don't think it's the case. And, and I know that you've probably seen great results from. Well, right. Here, here's a different way to look at it. I think the companies have seen great results. Mm-hmm. I think their people appreciate being asked what they think. I think their people appreciate being involved in the conversation. And when you've got you've got HR in the room and you've got sales and you've got account management and you've got manufacturing and everybody else dealing with how do we handle this kind of a situation? How do we uh, I mean, I, there's so many different subjects as part of it. I mean, you can look look it up online on Amazon at, at the Morning Huddle, but there's some sample content and, and all of that as well. But I think they appreciate um, the opportunity to to be asked, to be part of the conversation. You know, there's nothing more frustrating for employees than feel like edicts come down from the ivory tower. And how often have all of us in business been part of organizations where you think, oh, they have no idea what happens or whatever they say, or they're rolling around. Let's let's get everybody engaged. Uh, it's great for ideating and problem solving, and uh, and it's twenty minutes once a week, pretty easy. It's so worth it, too, man. One of my favorite authors and leaders uh, is uh, Jack Welch. He was so adamant about having everyone in the game, every head, every person yeah. at the table, listening to every single person, and uh, and he was, never was afraid to be the dumbest guy in the room. You know, they surrounding himself with so many smart people and. This is exactly why is because you can drive results with with such great yeah. passion from people and ideas and they and everyone has something to offer. Right. Well, and you're already surrounded by smart people. Yeah. Everybody listening to this or watching this is surrounded by smart people. Just tap them, access them. And it's not it's not daunting. I mean, it, like I said, it's a simple meeting. It's done for you. But I don't want this to be a commercial, but I'm, I'm just I'm just all in. I'm just such a believer um, because I've seen what it can do to organizations and how how grateful they are for for the great impact and the and the group problem solving. And it's, you know, every once in a while we have to put our head up and and pay attention because we spend so much time with our head down getting the work done because there's so much work to do. I love that, man. Well, we're going to wrap up here in a little bit. I have a few more questions. Sure. Um, I did want to ask you because I loved 
what you're doing. And I, and I think you have some great advice and I want to see if you could give advice to our listeners, uh, you know, any one piece of advice as we move forward into this year, what, what would you tell them? I think the one piece of advice is, <clears throat> is, is set aside what this past year has meant to you. We already know you, you've already explored it. You've already solved problems. You've done the PPP or SBA loans. Um, you've shifted, you pivoted. Take the time to look at what changes have happened in the lives of your best customers and clients. I think refocus your attention to say, what have they become used to in terms of conveniences? What have, have, have changed in terms of, <clears throat> excuse me, in terms of their lives or their challenges or their revenue issues or supply chain or all of them as well? And how can we be of service to them? Not in a touchy-feely way, but the winners are going to be those who really are well aligned with the changing world of their customers or clients. Uh, it's exercises that I do when I go in and work with teams across the country and around the world. And we'll ask the question, look, what is the day in the life of your customer or client? Because your customers or clients, they're rich, deep, complex people with complex lives, personally, professionally, and otherwise. What in terms of choosing somebody in your industry, what, what frustrates them? And are you guilty of some of those things? What would they love if you could do it? Not what do they, what do they currently love about you, but what would they love if you could do it and would do it? That's what's driving a lot of innovation. What do, what do they need in order to make a decision from you? What do they fear in terms of, of underperformance or, or adding things to their plate, right? And are you cognizant of the other choices that they have? And sometimes the easiest choice is not choosing anybody or putting off that capital expenditure or something else. I think my one piece of advice is dig deep into the changing world of your customers and clients. That's great advice. That's great advice. I definitely want to you know, implement that with our team here. David, as we wrap up, I want to know, man, what's next on the horizon for the amazing David Afrin? Sure. Well, thank you. You know, what's next for me is, is, is travel. Uh, I'm so excited. Um, this fall, I'm going to be back in, in Dubai. I'm going back to India as well. I'm going to turn off the phone because my daughter at college is calling me in the middle of a podcast. See, that's, that's what the world is. That's how it is. My daughter who graduates from college in a month, that's changing. Um, my wife and I are going to be empty nesters in about four months. So we're going to travel the world. So you know what? It's just like everybody else's life. And that's the part that's really exciting about all this, Sean, is that the, I think this time has humanized us in yeah. a great way. Don't you think? I do. We see, somebody, we see somebody's cat walk across the, <laughs> you know, the screen or their kids. There was, there was something on the news. I love this. It had, um, uh, there was a weather, a weather caster and she had, um, her kid came in the screen like a two-year-old and like grabbed her leg and she picked up her kid and finished the weather. I freaking love this. Yeah. I love it. I think, I think the more we can humanize our customers and clients, I think the more we can align with them because we see them as more than just a sale. And I'm not thinking of anybody as, as superficial. They are certainly a sale. But, but the more we can see them as, as rich and complex and, and wonderful people doing the best that they can, uh, I think we are better at business. I think we are better at being preferable to them because we see them as being human. So what's next for me is the same human things that are next for everybody else. Human first, man. Yeah. I love that. 
All right. Well, so we're going to wrap up for those who want to find you, find your books, yes. find your content. How do they do it, David? Just look up my name. If you're watching this, it's in the bottom corner of the screen right there. It's David Averin. So just look me up at davidaverin.com. Uh, books, of course, all my books, everything is on Amazon. And if you want to learn more about the Morning Huddle Initiative, I would love to talk to you about it. Just go to customerexperienceadvantage.com. Awesome. I can't thank you enough. It's awesome to have you Hey, back. nice to see you again. It's been a year. You too. I can't wait to read the book when it gets there. I, I ordered it autographed, so good for that. Good. You will, you will get it autographed before everybody else does. So I, know, I I'm excited that as well. And we'll see you at the next big event. That's it. I can't wait to see you speak again, buddy. All right, friend. For everyone out there who is watching on YouTube, hit the bell for notifications and subscribe. We can love to bring you this content and, uh, and leave a comment. And everyone else who's listening on the podcast platform of your choice, give us a like, subscribe, and leave us a comment. I'd love to read those on the air and start listening to what you guys want to hear. Leave some comments on what, like, what you're looking for. Do so it. Comments are important. Here, yeah, exactly. Tell us yes. what you what's important for you. I want to know. So, David, thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, friend. For all of us at FM Evolution, thank you so much, and have a